Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. It's an inescapable fact that the ogre of fear threatens all of our lives. And today, more and more, actual, ever-present physical fear, especially among older people. On dark streets, the empty halls of large buildings, the automatic elevators, it clutches and tugs at the heart till at last the door to home is opened and locked shut. But supposing you have only locked fear inside with you, that the last refuge of home does not mean safety. How, how long do you think you can keep this up? Till I can make arrangements to pass to safety. Then, then you will leave us alone. Then, mademoiselle, I will have no further use for either of you. Our mystery drama, The Terrorist, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Ian Martin and stars Jada Rowland and Russell Horton. I'll play with Act One. There's a little town in Turkey called Chesme in a colorful bay off the Aegean Sea. Some 15 miles away, the Greek island of Chios lies, mountainous, and even on the best days, half obscured by drifting rain clouds. In the summers, the vacationers stream in from Izmir, from Istanbul, and on charter flights till the town bulges to a population of 50,000. But by October, most of them are gone, and Chesme recedes to its regular population of 2,000 or so, to be forgotten till the summer rolls round again. This is where our story begins. Harik, what's up? Who is it? Are you alone? Yes, but... Then I am coming aboard. Not till I know who you... Poland! Shut up, you fool. I said no names. But we are alone. You never can be sure. Can we go below? What are you doing here? If you were recognized to... Are you out of your mind? I am not out of my mind, but if we get out of the night, who can recognize me? Now take me below. A gun? To your own brother? My brothers are only those who recognize the cause. Would you turn your back on Allah? No. You know where I stand. I thought I did. Make me sure, my brother, Harik. And give me sanctuary. I'll open the hatch. Don't turn on any lights. How many steps? I'll find my way down. Have you food? I have not eaten for two days. The boat is not stocked. I don't know what is in the icebox. I doubt if there is anything. Oh, wait. Uh, some goat cheese? Oh, some pita bread. Anything. Give me. Here. It will serve. I'm to drink a little Greek red thing? No, no, no. Wait a minute. I have a bottle of rocky. 
<laughs> a feast fit for a king, eh? <laughs> or a pasha. If I weren't so hungry and thirsty, I would spit the wine overboard. If you were a better Muslim, you wouldn't drink. Better Muslim? Where is there one better? Am I not a veteran of a hundred terrorist attacks? Have I not struck again and again? Have I not almost single-handed broken up the new attempt to sell a short in Cyprus? Killing the American peace envoy in Athens with hearty staff. They were traitors to our cause. They deserve to die. I have no regrets. You should have what? What? You are recognized. The whole Western world is after you. Where do you run and hide? I need your help for that. For the moment. Ah, I can't help you. There is no money for you to run, no place to hide. Why not right here? Here? I do not own this boat, this house. Who does? An old American lady. Hmm. She lives here. She has retired. Why chase me? Why Turkey? Is she Muslim? No, no, no. She is a writer of books. And she has a rheumatism, what the Americans call arthritis in the joints. The hot mud baths that Sifni help her. She goes there every day. Ah, you drive her? Sometimes. Other times she is driven by her niece, a young American girl who is her companion secretary. Mm. And there is uh, no one else in the house? By day, a cook from the village and a woman to clean and wash. How did you find me here? Oh, we have our ways through the organization. If you were found here, Bulent, they would take me to jail with you. I don't intend to be found, Harik, little brother coward. Now, where do I hold up? Here? On this boat? No, no, no. She likes to go sailing and to fish. She? The old lady. Ah, she cannot be so old. Then. Oh, she is old. But she is tough. What is her name? Madame Grace Carney. There is a husband? No, no, he is dead a long time, I think. She is rich. Every week a check comes. Sometimes I have taken it to the bank for her. How much? Ah, don't tell me you didn't look. I looked more than once. The same amount. How much? One thousand. Four thousand a month. And in her desk, there are bank books for over two hundred thousand dollars. She is very rich. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Here is the place to hide out. Oh. No, Bullen, please. I have a good job. It is easy. She pays me well. He will pay you better and me and the cause. Before we are finished, Harik. You don't mean to kill her? Has she many friends, this lady? No. She knows no one. Most of the time she writes. Sometimes she fishes or saves. Does she get much mail? From the bank and from her... Uh, how, how do you call it? Uh, the people who print the books. Uh, Her publisher. Yes. Even better. Yes. I think Allah is smiling on us. We will go visit the lady whom Allah has provided to give me sanctuary. Come in, Jane. Oh, it's you, Halik. What can I do for you? Are you alone, madame? Obviously. Where is, uh, Mademoiselle Jean? Uh, she went for a walk, I think. Why? You, you sound very strange for some reason, Halik. I, I am sorry, madame, uh, truly, I am sorry, but, uh, I, uh, 
I want to introduce my brother. Your brother? Well, uh, of course, but uh, couldn't we pick a better time? I was just about ready to go to bed. Oh, I won't keep you long, Madame Carling. That is from going to bed. I don't understand you, and I don't believe I invited you into my room. Ah, you didn't have to. I invited myself in. To your room and to your house. I beg your pardon. You have a guest, Madame Carling. Allow me to introduce myself. You don't have to. I know who you are. Of course. I am Harik's brother, Brilliant Yama. No, you are not. You are Saladin the Butcher. I read the papers. It would be hard to forget your face. You flatter me, mother. On the contrary, I despise you. You are a cold-blooded murderer. I don't want you here. Ah, you have no choice. Leave my house. Already you have filled it with a stench of death and decay. Ah, bravo, you are a writer. Such brief words. Get out. When I am ready. Harik. Get this man out of here. I, I am sorry, madame. He is, after all, my brother. Then I am sorry for you. Why, you wouldn't. Please. Madame, do not tempt me too far. I am a dangerous man to cross. I am not afraid of you, Saladin the Butcher. If you mention that name once again, I will break your arm, please. Do not provoke him, madame. He means it. My cover name of Saladin I bear proudly. But you may call me by my real name. Brilliant Yamam. I won't call you anything. I am waiting for you to leave. But I am not going to leave. I told you I shall be your guest for a while. And I told you I won't have you in this house. You will have me for as long as I care to stay. I shall report you to the police. You won't have the opportunity. From now on, I... I'm the master in the South. Oh, put your pistol away. Do you think you can scare an old lady like me? Oh, yes. I have very few years left to live. Life is not that precious to me. There is a young lady living here also. I think perhaps your niece. What about her? I was only thinking that if she were threatened, you... I'm back, Harry I'll be right in. Harik, take care of the girl. No, no, don't hurt her. Get up. Go, Harik. Yes, yes, please. You see, Madame Carlin, if you behave under follow orders, nothing unpleasant will happen to your niece. But if you don't... <laughs> but then I'm sure you are intelligent enough to realize you have no choice. What is it, Harik? Why are you stopping me? I want to see Mrs. Carling. Not possible at the moment, Mademoiselle Jane. Why on earth not? She has a visitor. Someone from the publishing firm, her editor? No. Then who? I think I should be with her. Not yet. How dare you keep me from going to her? I'm sorry, it is not in my hand. What are you talking about? It would be better, perhaps, if I explained that. Sarik, what's the old woman? Who are you? Sarik. Yes. Introduce me. Oh, I, I am sorry. Uh, Miss Travis, this is my brother, Bülent. Bülent Jan. How do you do, Mr. Jan? Merhaba, mademoiselle. Sarik, the old woman. Yes, yes, please. You were going to explain something to me, Mr. Jan? Ah, yes. I am going to become a guest here for a certain length of time. 
But I don't want anyone to know that I am here. Well, that's something I can't discuss. My aunt is the one to... Madame Carling and I have already come to, uh, what shall I say, to an accommodation. I hope you will agree. Well, I'll have to talk it over with my aunt, of course, but... There will be no but. You may talk to your aunt all you please. But you will accept the situation without question. If you do as you are told, there will be no trouble. I don't like your attitude. Who are you to tell... Yes, mademoiselle, you were saying... Now that I see you in the light, you're not Moulantiamane. You're... As far as you and your aunt are concerned, I am nobody but Harry's brother. No further than that, I am no one. A non-person. I do not exist. Until I am gone. And and when will that be? When I am ready and the time is right. Well, what do you expect us to do? Stay locked up here as if we were in jail? Ah, by no means. You may come and go as you please. But silly, how could you trust us under the circumstances? Because one or other of you would be here with me. One first step. And at least one of you would be dead. Do you believe me? I believe you. But you can't just make us prisoners, have us disappear. Why? Who would be looking for you? Well, for, for me, no one. But, but my aunt, her, her editors, her, her bankers, her... There will be no problem. Everything will go along just as it has. Your aunt must write and send in her pages. You will continue her correspondence, go to the bank, continue as usual. But how... How long do you think you can keep this up? Till I can make my arrangements to pass to safety. Then, then you will leave us alone. Then, mademoiselle, I would have no further use for either of you. the gun, but lack of any morals. A man who once when he was through with us and our usefulness was done would not hesitate to dispose of us as casually as a burnt out cigarette. I shall return shortly with Act Two. The best laid schemes. The fly in the ointment the unexpected. How many dreams of glory, immaculately planned battles, intricately plotted revolutions have stumbled on the simplest of accidents or the slightest coincidence. An old woman and her niece are under the threat of death and disaster in a remote part of Turkey, while 4,000 miles away in one of New York's most visible restaurants, an old man and a young one meet casually for lunch. Yeah, Steve, like some more coffee? Uh, no thanks, Uncle Ben. <laughs> what a lunch. It's one of the few decent restaurants left in New York, I think. Yeah, if you can afford it. Well, thank heavens for the expense account. An investment in the future. You uh, are planning to write a book for me one of these days, aren't you? The great American novel? I'll settle for a bestseller. Well, I'm not liable to drum one up for you out of archaeology. Oh, I don't know. The King James Bible has a pretty fair sale record. <laughs> so, where's my favorite nephew off to this time? You mean your only one? Uh, Ephesus. Greece again. Uncle Ben, your slip is showing. 
a senior editor of Holden and Strait. Ephesus is in Turkey. Oh, yes, of course. Ephesus, that's the Turkish name, isn't it? Right. On the old map, that would be uh, Asia Minor, right? But now you're showing off, yeah. No, 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 no. I have a, I have an ulterior purpose. That's near Izmir, isn't it? Yeah, about 50 miles or so. Well, then you'd be near Chesmey. Chesmey? What, uh, what was that? Huh? Oh, it's uh, some little town on the coast in that area. I have a client living there. Don't tell me he's writing a history of the Greco-Turkish War. Oh, well, first of all, it's a she, and secondly, she believes in making love, not war. Who? Grace Carling. Um, I still say, who? Oh, yes, you wouldn't know her, I suppose. Although she's one of the mainstays of our firm. She writes uh, historical romances, hardcover and paperback. Oh, I'd hate to speculate how many million books she's sold for us over the years. I wonder... Steve, how'd you like to do me a favor? You've only to ask. Well, I've known Grace all my life. Not well, she's a very private person, but Jack, her husband, was a very close friend of mine. Was? He died about five years ago. Oh, it devastated Grace. For nearly two years, she didn't write a word. And this, Mark, you, was a woman who used to turn out two to three books a year without even turning a hair. Damn good ones, too. But when Jack died, she sort of dried up. She got to wander lust or started running from herself. I don't know. Then I started to get manuscripts again from all over the world. Hong Kong, Cape Town, Madrid, Rome, Athens, you name it. And finally, about a year ago, they started to come from this little place, Chesme along with a letter that she'd found a place to settle in and to be at peace with herself at last. But for some reason you're concerned about her. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought that... No, not for any reason. It's just a... Just a hunch. Well, what, Uncle Ben? Well, the last month or so, I've been receiving the last pages of a new book from her, along with occasional notes. And reading them, I have this... This feeling that there's something wrong over there, Steve. I, I, I don't, I don't know what. I can read it between the lines. Look, would it be too much to ask you to drop by and see Grace for me, just, just casually, you know, see how she is, if she's well, or if perhaps she needs medical help, or at least how she's living. I'll be glad to, Uncle. I'll uh, do it before I even go to Ephesus. I'm picking up a car in his mirror, and if you give me Mrs. Carling's address, I'll drive over as soon as I can get there, and. Uh, pay her your regards. I don't seriously think she's in any trouble. But she is a, a very old lady. Oh, Jane, I, I thought you'd never come. Uh, where are they? Halik just got the mail. They're busy with that. Uh, where do they think I am? I told them I was taking off a lunch tray to oh, you. Good, we we have a chance to escape at last. Uh, you cast off while I start the motor. Father, father, come on! You always start like a dream. Planning Cody for somewhere, Mrs. Carling. If I could get away from you, butcher, yes. I have told you the name is Burent Yaman. Oh. Just a gentle reminder that nothing is done here except by my orders. 
Next time I shall not be so gentle. Honey, take the girl back to the house. Oh, if only I were a man. It would not hurt. Even a man can't stop an engine from which the distributor cap has been removed. I didn't mean that. I meant you. Even that wouldn't hurt. I have the weapons and you have none. Might makes right, no. No. It only gives you the upper hand. That is all I need. And the speaking of hand, shall we go up to the house? I need your signature. For what? The weekly bank draft, some checks, bills, and so on. Suppose I refuse. We have been going through this foolishness for nearly six weeks now. Do you want me to hurt your niece as I had to do once before? No. No, let the child be. Then cooperate with me. Now, shall we go to the house? Let me help you ashore. How long is this going to last? Oh, not too much longer, Madam Carling. My organization is sending a small warboat to bring me to safety among my own. You should be relieved of my company very shortly. Forever, I hope. Oh, I assure you, Mrs. Carling, when you and I and your niece part, it will be forever. Yes, Mademoiselle Jean. How long is this going to go on? I... I don't know. She's an old lady, you know. She can't take this kind of pressure much longer. I can't take it myself. I am sorry. Truly, I am. I can't believe you'd turn on us like this. After all, Mrs. Carling, my aunt has done for you. And I thought... Well, you never made any secret about your feeling about me. I still feel the same way. You couldn't and let this happen. You don't understand. He is my brother. In blood. You mean you're a terrorist, too. I did not mean that kind of blood. I mean, he is of my family. Whatever he is, his hands are stained with blood and you are afraid of him. Yes, Mademoiselle Jane. If you would help us to escape or bring the police... You wouldn't have to be afraid anymore. You think so? He would hunt me down. Or have me hunted down. Your own brother? The cause comes first. If I betrayed him, I would be already dead. Only waiting for which way it would come. But, Halik, I'm sure we could arrange. Shh. Don't let him hear you. Halik. Who is that at the door? Uh, uh, a man. He looks like a foreigner. Uh, an American, perhaps. What is he doing here? Oh, I don't know, Bulent. If you are responsible, Mademoiselle Travis, it will not be good for you. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything. Oh, take it up. Better be the truth. Perhaps, uh, perhaps he will go away. He does not see me once, though. Here, take this key. I've locked the old lady in her room. Go in and guard her. Yes, brilliant. Make sure she is quiet. David, I will. You, Jane, answer the door. What do I say to him? Whatever you do, remember, I am behind the door with a gun. One mistake could mean both your lives. Just get rid of him. I'll try. You had better succeed. Go on. 
oh, uh, how do you do? I'm, uh, uh, Stephen Papp. Am I supposed to know you? Oh, uh, no, no. My uncle, Benjamin Holden, uh, he's senior editor for Holden and Strait, the publishers. Uh, one of his clients is the lady I'm looking for, Mrs. Grace Carling. If you have a, a, a message for her, I could take it. Uh, well, there's no message, exactly. My uncle asked for me to see her and talk to her personally. Oh, I see. Well, are you her secretary? Yes, but I'm also her niece. Oh, at least we have that much in common. Hi, niece. Uh, hi, nephew. Uh, so, um, can I see Mrs. Carlin? She, she, uh... I mean, there's nothing wrong with her. She's not ill or anything. Oh, uh, no. See, Uncle Ben was worried about her. Why? Uh, hasn't he been getting the pages she sent and her notes? Oh, yes, but something about them that... Oh, I, I don't know. He, he knew I was going to be nearby, and he asked me to stop in and see her. Can I, Miss... Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I, I don't know your name. Oh, it, it's it's Jane. Jane Travis. Uh, and you said Stephen Pap? Well, uh, Steve, yeah. And uh, Pap for short, too. It's really Papadopoulos. Uh, my mother was Uncle Ben's sister, and she married a real all-out guy who was Greek, but uh, brought up in Turkey. <laughs> Small world department. Hey, um, uh, could I come in? Steve... I, I mean, m m Mr. Pop, uh, would you mind waiting outside just a minute? I, I'll have to ask my aunt. Why didn't you get rid of him? How could I? It does not matter. The damage is done now. There is only one thing to do. What? He must see Madame Carling. And she must convince him that everything is all right. But I warn you, Mademoiselle Jane, both you and Madame Carling had better be successful or I will wipe him out. I am too close to my own freedom to worry about anyone else. But you must see him, Madame. And I tell you, I refuse. You cannot refuse. It is an order. And if I don't obey, what will you do? Hurt me or Jane? I don't think so. Not while he's standing right outside the door. Please let the boy go. He's not involved in this. I'm afraid he is. Now, Madam Carling, in the next few days we shall be saying goodbye. I will be leaving here for complete safety. But until then, nothing, nothing, do you hear me? Nothing must interfere with my plans. Very well. Bring him in. I will attempt to assure him that everything is all right. You had better for his sake as well as your own. And one more thing, madame. Do not try any tricks. I shall be listening beyond the door. One false move and... Well, you know that I am desperate enough to stop at nothing. of a suspense story is to draw the wire tighter and even tighter. Will Steve Papp be the means of saving two embattled women from the threat of a man without principle? Or will he, too, be sucked into the mouth of danger? I shall return shortly with Act Three. The 
intricate balance of prisoner and jailer has now been rearranged. Bulent Yemen, because he can be so easily recognized, must be hidden together with Jane while Halik brings Steve Papp to meet Grace Carling. But no sooner has he brought Steve in to meet her than Bulent is monitoring them with a gun. His whole future resting on how well Grace plays her part and how satisfied Steve is that everything is normal. How nice to meet you after all these years, Mr. Papp. I think that really ought to be my line. Uh, I don't think an old lady, no matter how many words she may have created, is that important. You are to my Uncle Ben. Um, not nearly as important as you are. You're the son he never had. Oh, I'd like to feel he thinks of me that way. He does. Tell me, Stephen, uh, what on earth are you doing in Chesney? Oh, it isn't very complicated. Uh, I, I don't know if Uncle Bed told you, but my field is archaeology. Oh, well, indeed he did. So I'm on vacation, and I wanted to spend it at Ephesus for some archaeological research. When Uncle Ben heard that, he said that you were in the neighborhood and asked me to drop by to say hello. Oh, how nice of you to do so. Uncle Ben, um... Well, he seemed a bit worried about you. <laughs> Your Uncle Ben has always been a bit worried about me. He's a very old-fashioned gentleman who is never ready to admit that women are the stronger sex. <laughs> Don't you ever believe it. Why do you think he was scared ever to get married? <laughs> well, well, at all events, you can see that I am flourishing, healthy, and have no problems. If you tell me so. The only real problem I have is that I'm up against the deadline, and I, I cannot be a gracious hostess because I have so many pages to finish and get off to your uncle. You know what a hard taskmaster he is. Uh, yes, I, I must admit that. And you must understand how in debt I am to the firm and how I must work every minute to repay them. I'm really trapped here until I uh, dig myself out. Oh, I hadn't realized. When you get a chance, uh, talk to your uncle about it. Uh, he'll understand just what I'm saying. You can tell him I've never asked for help, but now's when I need it. Now, you must run along and let me get back to work. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, and I'll be in touch with my uncle right away to let him know what shape you're in. You do that, Stephen. Goodbye. Would you give me the overseas operator, please? Thank you. In debt to the firm? Grace Carley? It has to be a signal, but what kind... Uh, uh, overseas operator? Uh, I want to make a, a person-to-person -person call to a Mr. Benjamin Holden in the United States. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the number is... What the... Just be very quiet, Mr. Pop. I don't want to use this gun. How'd you get in my hotel room? When you are being followed, you should be more careful about closing doors behind you. Who are you? My name does not matter. Come on. Where are we going? I have a phone call. Oh, no, Mr. Papadopoulos. No phone calls. How do you know my real name? I overheard you tell it to a certain young lady. Wait a minute. Just move very carefully and slow. I just wanted to look at you. You will see me when I get you back to see Mrs. Carling. To see Mrs. Carling? Yes, move. Yep. 
Now, just a not minute, Not even now. a second. I tell you again, move. And if you don't, I would not hesitate to use the gun or the knife, which is quieter. What is all this? You will find out when it is time to tell you. Now, for the last time, move. have time to explain. You are simply unfortunate enough to be involved. But how can I be involved when I don't know what's going on? Oh, don't act so innocent. Madame Carling should write spy stories instead of romances, and she might be a little more clever with her little tricks. Don't you think? I don't know what you mean. I'm in debt to the firm. I am trapped here. I have never asked for help, but now is when I need it. Mrs. Carling was talking about financial matters. I was foolish enough to let you get out of the house. She was trying to signal you that she is a prisoner here. Well, for her pains, now you are one too. But why? It is not good for a young man, even an archaeologist, to live only in the past. Lock him up with a girl, Harik, and stand guard. I have a lot of work to do. Okay. In here. Move. Mr. Pop! Harik, why did you have to drag him into this? He brought himself in. How? Ask him yourself. I'm sure he has plenty of questions to ask you. Halik, it's not going to work. You know it. The longer it goes on, the more... It will not be longer. It will be over by tomorrow night and you will be free. I promise you. I know you don't want to be doing this, Halik. I am doing what I must do. Now, no more talk. you're here. But I'm so glad. I'm so scared. I'm about ready to fall apart. So, for six weeks, this... this louse has been living here and keeping you prisoners? That's right. Now, you're sure he's this Saladin guy? Didn't you recognize him? It was dark in the hall. I couldn't see him that clearly. He's been hiding out here ever since that that terrible thing in Athens where the envoy was killed and all those people hurt. How can he get away with it? It's quite simple. He's bled Aunt Grace White. He forces her to sign over all the money that comes to her. And he's made her continue writing and keeping up all her normal correspondence to America so no one could suspect. Only my Uncle Ben did. Why didn't he tell the police or the army or something? Come on, Jane. He couldn't have had any idea it was anything this bad. He he just guessed your aunt wasn't acting quite like herself. But Buland can't expect to keep this up forever. No, I've heard something about a gunboat coming to smuggle him out of the country. He says when that happens, we won't have to worry about him anymore. In a pig's eye. He can't take any chances with any of us now. What do you mean? He's blown his cover. You, Mrs. Carling, now me. We all know who he really is. He's no longer the mighty Saladin the Butcher, figure of mystery. But he isn't anyway. That photographer got a picture of him. Now, he could change his looks, Jane, grow a beard, plastic surgery, shave his head, whatever. But once his true identity is known, he can't change that. He's got to keep it secret. What are you trying to say, Steve? That he's right. We won't have to worry about him anymore. Because he won't have to worry about us. The moment he takes off from here, we're dead pigeons. All three of us. 
do it. I just didn't want to face it. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry I got you into this. Oh, never mind that. Let's concentrate on how we're going to get out of it before it's too late. Guarding our prisoners. They are safely locked in. What are you doing here? Preparing for our escape. We are leaving on Madame Carling's boat? Of course not. We leave on the gunboat. But our prisoners are leaving on this one. What? I have been preparing it for them. I don't understand. Oh, I travel light carrying my brother, but never without some plastic explosive. One never knows when one may need it. You put some aboard? In the bilge, just below the engine, on a short fuse. A fuse you will activate at the same time as you start the engine to help our prisoners escape. Escape? Come back to the house and I will explain it to you. I don't like to leave them alone. Nothing must upset our plans now. Ah, that's no good. Windows are bolted shut from the outside. We could break the glass. Too small to crawl through the... Shh. What is it? Shh. They're back in the house. They're next door. Uh, is there a glass here? What kind of glass? A drinking glass. Yes, they they gave me one with dinner. Here. It has water in it. Wait. You're so thirsty? Yeah, I know. Did 
Did you inflate the life raft? Yes. Aunt Grace is standing by, ready to throw it over. Fine. What are you doing? Lighting the fuse that Holly planned to use on us. Just turning the table. Now, listen. I'm going to slow down long enough for you and your aunt to get the raft over and both of you into it. Off the port side where they can't see you. Well, what are you going to do? Speed up long enough to get them where I want them. Go on. I'm going to cut the engines. You cast off in the raft, Jane? Yes, we're all right. Okay. Then here goes nothing. How go the path, you can't get away. That's what you think. Not me. I'm bailing out. I still don't quite understand, Steve. Explain it to me. Well, since I'm going to have to explain this to the Greek Navy boat that picked us up, maybe I could use some practice. Once I got you two girls off on the raft, I lit that fuse and I was riding a time bomb. The trick was to get myself off at the right moment, just before I sent our boat ramming into Bulent's boat. So you blew that obscene terrorist to kingdom come. I hope not, Mrs. Carling. I'd like to think better of poetic justice. I hope I blew him straight to hell. I don't think there's any better statement that could close this story. It's hard to think of anyone who can be an apologist for a terrorist, even those who support his cause. The slaughter of innocent people cannot be accepted by any civilized government or religion as they sow socially weep. Grace Carling is still turning out her novels from Florida now. And her editor has few worries about her. She lives with her niece Jane and his nephew Stephen, who, since they've been married, shuffles between his new diggings in Belize and the special Florida Key on which their two homes are built. Where Bulent and Halik and his fellow destructionists have gone depends on your view of life hereafter. Our cast included Russell Horton, Jada Rowland, Grace Matthews, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Have you no idea, no concern about what you have already done to the atmosphere? You have polluted it with the residue from your atomic explosions and tests the incidence of radiation has been low. The air is not yours alone. What you do on Earth affects life on other planets. On Zyton, we have already been exposed to the after effects of particles released when an atom bomb is exploded. You have now endangered our lives. It's hard for me to believe. Accept it as a fact. You may be indifferent to life on other planets, we are not. If we cannot persuade you to use atomic power for peace, we will retaliate. And no one will be left on Earth 